Hi, everybody. We have Christopher Stacer on Design Lake City with us today. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Thank you so much for joining us at the table, the Design Lake City table. I love it. This is a really inspiring little little art house here. So we're doing another Methods episode today. Today, we want to talk to Christopher about naming a brand. And so, um, again, the Methods episodes are about the tools and techniques for um, creative processes. And today, yeah, we wanted to talk about naming and just names, brand names, and the process of of coming up with names for a brand. And, you know, that's an art and a science. And um, Christopher told me, you know, a year or two ago when we were talking, I knew I knew he was a brand designer, but he told me, like, his specialty was naming, and I really was curious, you know, what what that entailed. So this is awesome that I get the chance to sit with you and kind of like extract, you know, what 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 some of your process is for naming a brand. Thank so, you. I'm excited to be here, and and I'll I'll try to reveal a few, at least a few trade secrets, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> and then the beauty is like, um, if people want to know more, then they've got to get in contact with you and you know engage you more to get the full package, right? Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Say I'm a startup and I come to you and, you know, I have some new technology and I'm looking for a name. I guess, how do you sell, sell your service first of all? And how do you explain like the process that I'm I'm going to need to go through to develop a name? Sure. Yeah. Well, the process is, is really about discovery. It's essentially doing rapid research, immersing ourselves, myself, into your world with lots of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, once I've done that process, I reflect it back in the form of a verbal positioning document okay. and presentation. Yeah. So um, very different than maybe what a lot of designers do, because I'm, I'm completely focused on essence language, hmm. and I don't put any 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 energy at all in design whatsoever oh, so it's like 100% a hundred percent of verbal yeah um unlocking that's that's personally how i work that's cool yeah <clears throat> because there is so much like creative that still needs to happen around around the messaging and around around the word the words and the taglines and stuff yeah so so the reason I'm, I'm doing that is is i'm trying to basically say do I, am I listening to you correctly? Mm. And am I on the same page as, as I need to be? Like, so essentially I'm reflecting back what they're telling me that they're about. Mm. And I think I told you at lunch, um, the important thing is for me to be as a clear mirror, so to speak. Yeah. Like to, ref- to do my best reflection back. And and then I have a certain knack or talent that I've cultivated, and for whatever reason, you know, I have yeah. to be able to refine that faster and clearer than you might if you're living in that world trying to solve that problem. Yeah, gotcha. As an outsider, right? I mean, that's the value of like a, a, a consultant and outsiders. They're, Absolutely, they're able to see what like the people that are living in it can't see. Like at a glance. Absolutely. Okay, so let's spend a little bit of time talking about the methods and kind of specifically like what are some of your favorite techniques or some of your favorite methods for 
developing a name or extracting the essence of a brand so that it leads you to a name. What are some of those like methods that you that you might kind of like go to first? Sure. So in the discovery dig process, so I mentioned this company Activate. We spent three days together. Yeah. And at that time, it just seemed like we needed three days for a startup. Yeah. And I, and then what happened over time is I figured out how to do it faster and faster and faster and figure out what the real questions were I needed to ask. Yeah. And the group processes that were most relevant. And so I've been able to really get that down to about a four-hour process. So you can do it like a sprint, basically. Like basically. A, like a, a quick session. Yeah. To, um, and that's just the discovery piece. So Correct. So you learn what you need to learn about the brand essence. Correct. And then you can go away and come up with some, some name ideas. Do you, do, you, um, do, you like, do you usually like present alternatives or do you go away and do your magic and then come back and you're like, it's, here's the idea. Right. So when I, when I go in the first day, they've done their homework already. So, I mean, one of the number one things is to figure out, well, why are they hiring me yeah. and what their goal is? It's obvious. Um, you know, you want to figure out what their goal is. Mm-hmm. And then, so once that's already been predetermined, when we're in the, the actual session, we move pretty quick. Mm. And what I'm interested in are um, a number of games that will kind of tease out Things such as, say, the personality of the brand. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, which tends to be actually the most obvious. There's very little work that needs to be done to actually figure out the personality of the brand. Okay. <laughs> Turns out. Just ask the right, a few right questions. She asked a few, you know, yeah. basically, you know, questions which, such as, you know, if, you, if your brand were an amusement park ride, what ride would it be? Yeah. Um, if your brand were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would it be? And you're going to get lots of answers. That's cool. So you have a whole list of those a whole list. association yeah. type Correct. questions. And those okay. are fun. Yeah. So to me, you know, it's a bunch of games I'm playing. Okay. And um, so that's one of the games that we play. Yeah. What are, what are some of the other games? And then uh, a game that's, that's really great for, for kind of group synthesis yeah. or co- uh, consensus is uh, the verb game, which essentially we have a list of about 200 verbs. Oh, wow. And it's quite a bit. So it takes a little while to get through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we narrow them down and to, say, a baker's dozen and then try to cut that in half. Yeah. And, and then basically pull out from those six and those are consensus building. So yeah. everybody has, has gone through the process. So what, what kind of verbs? Six. Like run, jump. So I, these are I, verbs that, that are more like things that we're doing in the brand, like okay. inspire. Oh, right. Activate. Uh-huh. Uh, anything of that sort that, 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 that speaks to the value system of what we're about. Okay. So this is really useful for understanding the... Um, the building of the mission and vision statement. Mm. Cause essentially these, when you come down to like say six, the, the, these are really representational of what we're doing in the world yeah, and, and why like, like, and so, so this is great consensus building and it does speed up the process immensely in say coming up with a vision and mission statement, because we basically have six. And then what we do at the end is surprise them with three, 
and basically say pick three and go the be- the best three yeah the best three so out of your list of 200 you you might have um a, a podcast podcasting ho- podcast hosting company like Yactivate look through that list and they might say yeah we're not really here to inspire but yes we are here to inform and so they'll they'll go through that list and kind of say like yes no this this represents us correct and we'll do it live so okay. so it's a live live process yeah and um so because it's live there's like a ton of like ownership and commitment and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna procrastinate yeah you're on the spot so you kind of move through it um and that that tends to be really useful mm-hmm. um and it's it gives me a palette of of language yeah that i pull from as i start the preparation of the brand document oh cool and and you know there's obviously like the bit basically business uh strategy kinds of questions you're going to ask yeah which are you know, essentially you know what makes what makes you different yep. what makes you an absolute leader um you know there's there's a variety of, of ways of, of essentially nailing like what makes you stand out more than anyone else your edge and so on mm. so we do lots of fill in the blank type stuff as okay. well but honestly the the weirdest thing about the fill in the blank is they kind of half the time they're duds like you don't necessarily really get good information. Mm, yeah, you get some good information, but you don't get a ton. Right. Um, to because me, it's too, it's too leading. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or, in a way, it's like you try to fill in the blanks, and it's like, oh my gosh, I got to be creative now, and I got to mm-hmm. think out of the box. You get you get good stuff. Yeah. But it's the accumulation of like this whole process. Yep. And I I would say especially the um. The, the the story like why are they doing this you know like what's the founding orientation direction of like what you know why we're here essentially yeah. uh those kinds of things can be super useful mm-hmm. and and then what i do is i just grab all that that data and then i give myself quite a bit of stress so to speak because i basically say in one week from today which might be nine days or a week and a half yeah I'm going to return with a presentation that says, here's what I'm hearing. You're, you're basically saying by answering basic marketing position questions. Yeah. Like, what are you selling? How do you turn like that information, that discovery into names? Like, what's that process like of, um, finding like the right words that that represent them. Do you have to go to the thesaurus or right. you know how do you come up with like a a good variety of like name options? Yeah, it's it's um, thesaurus can can be a tool to yeah. be used, but um, I think number one is what I'm going through um, and asking, for example, what are you selling? Yeah, what makes you different? And there's, to me, a fundamental question of what is the two-word brand idea Okay. in two words. So to me, the challenge of asking, or sorry, answering any question in two words, and then you can unpack it into a sentence or two or three. Mm. But to just be able to answer in two words, it's really powerful for, well, it's powerful for me for what I'm doing, but but for an organization to be able in two words to basically say, here's what we're about. Here's what we sell in two words. Yeah. 
Here's our mantra. Yeah. Three words. So, I mean, so, okay. Yeah. Do you so, have like a good example of that? Like two words is pretty limiting, like feeding right. people or <clears throat> sending information or. Right. <clears throat> right. So I, I'll give you an example okay. of that. Um, so, so one of my clients, um, he has an MFA and he actually was a professor for many years oh, cool. of, of modern dance came to me as Matthew Nielsen movement. And um, through our process, we um, developed what became Soma Works. Huh. Uh, as you know, Soma is body. Okay. And so there's there's like somatic uh, therapies out there, and so right. people that within the realm of the somatic therapy world, they they use the word Soma quite a bit. So essentially, we had to go through a process. So it's kind of fun when I look back at the document. This is from a year ago. Yeah. Um, so I basically, I had to answer the question, like, what are you selling? Right. And so what I answered that as movement process meditation, Okay. essentially he was offering a form of using movement as a form of meditation healing tool. Oh, right. And so I'm like, okay, so that's what he's doing. We asked questions around like what makes them different. And, and for us, it was like leadership in the form of embodied self-wisdom. And, and then it was like, okay, well, what's the core idea? And so for, for me, it had something to do with like movement magic. Like essentially he's doing things where people move and they, they, they have a healing, healing experiences. And so, so I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do with the name? And so I had a bunch of like names and, and probably the, the prominent name on the very first brainstorm was Soma Magic. Hmm. So he liked that quite a bit. So we like said, okay, yeah, I think Soma Magic's pretty good. Yeah. And then we had a bunch of taglines, just like first first pass brainstorm. Sure. That's but but the essence of like that reflection, so that was like after a week. So after like listening to him making this presentation, there were like some stuff that was okay pretty good and this is where like the dialogue sparring partner comes in i like to call it sparring partner we're like like i want to be you want a sparring partner that meets your level yeah you don't want somebody who's not right yeah, yeah for sure you need to be at the same level <laughs> you want to be at the same level so what i'm trying to do is meet my sparring partner my client um having like rapidly got their world okay. and presented something that's strong yeah at least at least good enough to then have a conversation or a dialogue on okay so i threw this out to him he took it in and then i have to take it in too because it's like there's there's some good stuff here it's not exactly 100 percent. so then comes the process of dialogue and through that process soma works emerged over like the next month okay so in the business of naming a brand i i just imagine that you have to have like this really extensive vocabulary to draw from right and so what do you do to kind of like expand your vocabulary um to be able to like have these conversations and direct conversations with clients and then also go away and like ruminate and come up with ideas that that you know are 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 clever and you know draw from different parts of language um that, that's not that's not easy like what do you are do you are there like favorite 
books or literature or like magazine subscriptions or like what do you do to like kind of like keep your vocabulary fresh yeah um well i i got to study spanish in the process a little bit of portuguese and italian uh-huh. french just exposure just yeah. like enough with like travel exposure and they all kind of intermingle really well so if you learn one latin language you've essentially learned all of them so you're dissecting words and so it gives you it does give you a more a better palette that okay. you can draw from yeah um having just a latin based language so of any kind yeah so i would say like you know learning a, w- one of those languages is useful okay yeah and there's That's been several thing. projects where i've been able to pull from that yeah um and and create you know combinations of words yeah like that so so i mean that that's a good part and and but i think getting to the brand dna tends to be how i um then answer the the naming or tagline question Mm. yeah and and sometimes it's it's really more like the message tagline Mm -hmm. that you're really aiming at you're not trying to re rename anything yeah you're just you just really wanting to get clear on what we're what we're about as an organization. Right. So you're you're like not trying to be super clever clever about names necessarily. In a way I'm not. I mean and you know there's there's a lot of approaches to to names like you activate you might call a more fanciful name. Uh-huh. Um I like sometimes I talk about aspirational names which are names that speak to the result. So, like a a local body worker here, we call her any, mutual friends, yeah. Leah's. Okay. Uh, so, so, so I did free body for her, mm. and essentially we want to speak to the outcome. Yeah, that's nice. or the result. I like that. So, um, so that worked really well for her. Yeah, and she's done great here in town. <clears throat> that's a, that's a nice angle. I like that. Yeah. So those so there's, there's different angles you can approach. Yeah. And when you look at say books. A lot of books have small, like the small, uh, one or two main titles, and then they have really long subtitles. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it's it's good to think about subtitle essentially as being the positioning right piece, whether it's tagline or message or such. Yeah. It's just like it, you're framing around something that could be fanciful and mean nothing really. Yeah. Because it's supported by... A it's tag. supported by, yeah. Yeah, so you don't have yeah. to have, like, everything, like, explained and liter- literally ex- explained in the brand name or the you product don't. name. Right, right. And that's yeah. easy for clients or people to forget, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think you know, in, in essence, there's... When you just kind of look in the marketplace, there's pretty plain Jane names out there yeah. uh, that are fantastically successful. Right. <clears throat> Like, and then, you know, what, what's in a name at the end of the day? Right. Like, it's just an association. For some reason, I always think of like Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Radiohead. And if you think about it, it's a pretty dumb name. Like, right. maybe it's not, maybe it's really clever, but like, it's just like two really basic words put together. And, right. and I don't think of those words when I think of the band and I think of mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the offering, I guess, right. like what Radiohead offers. Yeah. Um. And so that's my best example of like, like they, they kind of like transform the, the, the name to mean what, or, or to embody what they want to embody. And the, the words aren't as important anymore. Totally. Christopher is officially a brand designer. 
And um, what what are some of the companies that you've worked for that you want to mention, or even like some of the 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 names of brands that you yeah, sure. want to like call out? Yeah. Um, so I got started in um, branding in 2006. So it was right the, the year that YouTube came out. And incidentally, one of the my breakthrough projects was um, a company that was building essentially the first podcast network. So that was, they were, they had a lot of foresight. Yeah. But they were competing with YouTube. Oh, wow. So to speak, you know, because YouTube kind of came out and did a lot of, it was a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. Obviously video, but, you know, lots of channels and content mm. that um, they um, came in with the idea of like, we're going to be the podcast network. Okay. And they didn't have a name yet. They didn't, they like, had a name. Like a working title. So they, they basically, you know, two found co-founders had assembled uh, a team, build a vision around it. Mm -hmm. And um, their original name was Podstar Network. Okay. They had like a cute little hand-drawn star almost with like a hook. Okay. Uh, like, you know, on stage. Gotcha. It's like very like DreamWorks or something. I don't, I don't know. Something, uh, something kind of cute. Yeah. Um, this is 2006. 2006. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like the old days. Yeah. Wild West. This right. is basically, I, I don't know if Facebook could even come out yet. Uh, I don't think till just, just barely like one or two like, years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so they came to me and, um, it, we spent like a three day immersive, uh, discovery dig session together. Uh. And, um, like second day, uh, I just, I was just, I realized like one of my gifts, like when I was in film school, uh, was when you're editing, cause we were in nonlinear edit editing. Mm -hmm. So when you're nonlinear, once you make a decision, you can't go back. So there's so much consequence to making decisions, mm. uh, where you really, really, really can't go back. Gotcha. Cause you're assembling like say a five minute piece. And once you make that choice in minute three and you're in minute four, there's no way. You've made or, the cut. It's very difficult to go back. Yeah. You've made the cut. The you've thrown the footage in the trash. It's Right, right. You know, so this is back. this is linear editing yep. versus, you know, what we do nowadays. Yeah. So, um, so it was like this thing where I just like got used to listening to my gut around what seems to be working, what doesn't, and what, what bugs me. Uh. Or what there's like a sense of dissonance or misalignment. So essentially, that dissonance and misalignment has been a tool that I've been using in branding. So hmm. I remember that experience being with this client, and we're in this three day process together. And I was just like, I'm just bugged about the name, honestly. And yeah. so it turns out that um, through a process, it might not sound very exciting, but through a process, we came up with the name. First, it was like, let's explore this this idea of yak, uh, talking, and activate. And those were like two big things. So like, like, we need to activate. We want to activate the voice. We want to create, you know, giant network of podcasters. Yeah. And and I essentially created Yaktivate. 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 So they were like floored. Like, it was like this moment where everybody was just blown away. Okay. And... um they once they like digested it and brought it back to the team um there was some pushback and such yeah but the, uh, they ended up going with it and and 
And then we created this whole thing around Jack the Yak, the character. Okay. Um, Jack the Yak, who could be any form, depending oh. on the channel. You know, from sports to, you know, politics, whatever, whatever channel you're going after. That's cool. And um, so, like, as a little icon mascot. Hmm. And so I ended up getting a lot of traction, and they were able to raise a million dollars that year oh. over that next year on, on an idea. Yeah. Essentially. And um, so it, it had its trouble in, in, in the, the Wild West days of the internet. Sure. But it was just a really exciting moment for participating in a, a branding process. Yeah. Where um, we got to see <clears throat> what happens when you like capture that energy. And, and it, it felt like we were splitting an atom kind of. It's yeah. like you're just touching on energy and it gets so clear and so so powerful that it does really motivate the organization and i was like okay this is this is cool and so that's kind of when you realize so 2006 2007 mm -hmm. that's kind of when when you realize like naming was maybe your forte in within, yeah. within branding yeah i mean i didn't expect that necessarily to be the case yeah but i i call it the kind of like the kind of metaphysics behind behind a a brand okay yeah and what I mean by that is like there's there's an energy kind of imprint almost, or like we might call the DNA. Yeah. And es essentially, you're attempting to pull that. It's like you're taking a read on an energetic imprint that the organization's trying to bring into the world. Uh -huh. And you're essentially trying to listen to what the imprint is mm -hmm. and try to in interpret it in language so to speak. Okay. And you know, it's, it's, I call it metaphysics because, because it's like not tangible. Yeah. You can't taste it. You can't touch it. It's, it's a value meaning message expression that we try to interpret and express and can, you know, can make the translation between the vision and expression that the, the founders and the organizations going for and try to bridge that essentially with the audience. Mm. Okay. What do you wish that brands were doing more of? I think the most important thing essentially is getting more niched. Huh. I think good brands yeah. need to be like hyper niched in a way. Right. And not diffused. Okay. Super focused. Yeah. Because you can, right? You can, you can. You can more than ever access that really narrow specific right. demographic right so why not why not be the absolute best huh. the most fantastic you can be at at a, a very narrow range of of offering yeah so i would say that yeah and and so the truth telling authenticity which has really been around now for like 10 15 years mm -hmm. um and and can, you know connecting to what i used to call the you know a tribe concept you know what seth Godin pioneered yeah of like you know like having people that are really passionate and and vocal about your brand yep those are all those are all really great things but um i think the more like being authentic includes being hyper niched interesting so you're not everything to everyone yeah and um and owning personality which which good branding should be owning personality but owning it really like like with like a good voice that's 
and to me like brand personality with the voice around it is super important yeah so um having a, like a really fantastic voice that's that's speaking from it, its authenticity is um it's kind of where we're at you know p- people can smell when anything's in inauthentic right now well that is really good stuff thank you so much for sitting with me today and sharing your knowledge and brand and design philosophy in general it's been great thanks Aaron. appreciate it